Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question: Can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James, and I'm your other host. My name is Tenant Michael. Michael Balazzo is my uh, full name, I guess. Uh, you know, all, all, putting all my cards on the table. But uh, it's great to be back here for another episode. And uh, James. If you're noticing that uh, James sounds a little bit uh, more sluggish than usual, there's there is a reason for that, isn't isn't there, James? Yes, it's not because I was up all night drinking and doing cocaine <laughs> and having a big orgy or anything. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, I'm gonna say about three hours ago, got a shot of a vaccine. Congratulations, sir! I never thought you would uh, actually do it. And yeah, um, well, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm still going to be a big part of the anti-vaxxer movement, and I'm mm-hmm. still going to you know post my feelings about it online and raise some questions that the mainstream media is definitely too goddamn chicken to raise themselves. But mm-hmm. I also want to be you know I don't want to get COVID. So right, so and I, I know you do have a sort of policy. You've talked about it before on the show. You're mm-hmm. one of those people who's like. I'll try anything once, and uh, that applies to, you know, drugs, extreme experiences, crime, yeah. uh, sexual things. You know, sure, sexual things, definitely. Yeah. And it also applies to vaccines. So you know, I gave I gave Pfizer a try. Maybe I'll give Moderna a little shot next week. AstraZeneca, J and J, I'll get them all. Um, a drug well, I feel, cocktail. I felt, yeah, a cocktail. Yeah. You know what I felt a bit embarrassed though by. So I went into the get the vaccine today and, uh, you know, I realized, oh man, you know, I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. Uh, someone's uh amateur. Yeah. So then I'm, I'm sitting in there and I'm going, damn, I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt here. So I thought, well, what can I do? And I look good. I know I look good. Right. So, yeah. you know, as I walk up to the table to get the shot, I just pull off my shirt and then, you know what? So then I'm topless standing there in the vaccine area and then i'm thinking to myself i don't know what came over me it was some instinct it was just like my i don't know uh, amorous side kicking in i don't know what i did but i because my shirt was off just without thinking about it i also pulled down my pants no james that, you can't i know do that. i got such a weird look from the nurses why you know why you know this guy's not wearing a shirt or pants to get his vaccine but oh my god they must have thought you were some sort of uh, maniac pervert yeah yeah, yeah. they did Shit. They did, well, yeah. The cops came. Did you see that picture of former uh, Prime Minister Stephen Harper? He was getting uh, his vaccine, and he also wore a long sleeve shirt, and he had awkwardly <laughs> rolled it up. It, it's hard to roll up a long sleeve shirt mm-hmm. that tightly mm-hmm. to like your shoulder so that they can give you a vaccine. So he looked very uncomfortable and and extremely foolish. I would have liked to have seen Mister Harper pull his arm up into his sleeve and then pull his whole shirt up so we could finally get a little peek at that famous Stephen Harper belly yes. and, and, and uh, pecs and uh, <laughs> you know I'd love to take a look at his boob or peck or whatever it is yeah when Stephen Harper was, was in office he was always sort of teasing you know mm. showing some boob I remember that. He was, he was. I used to, I remember as a teen when Harper was in power or a 20 year old or whatever I was, um, you know, going on the internet to side, <laughs> side boob websites, hoping yeah. to get a glimpse of Harper's Mr. Skin. boob. Mr. Skin. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but good for Steven. Glad good he for got Steven. it. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, um, I hope that he, you know, it's good. He's vaccinated, uh, and hopefully the rest of his band. Remember how he had a band on uh, in Ottawa? Sure do. They fucking rocked. They played uh, Beatles covers. You know. Yeah. The guy's a Beatles fan. He may have been a little, you know, um, old fashioned, uh, but he loved wild Beatles music, and uh, they used to occasionally like broadcast a few clips on on TV or on on Twitter. Oh man, that's that's great. Um. So anyway, um. Well, we did have a bit more of an elaborate opening planned. We did. Yes, and, we were going to have all sorts yeah. of special sounds and a concept we, and costumes. Yeah. 
But we did the interview part of this episode first. And at yeah. that point, I was feeling fine. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do the intro after, which is which is what we're doing now. But I'm starting to feel a little bit hmm, wacky. So we might do a shorter intro today. James is is uh, he's flagging listeners. He's losing uh, he's losing power. You're like um you're like you know people make that joke like my phone's on one percent. You know that mm. famous joke. Uh, well, you're like the human <laughs> you're like the human version of that right now. I'm like that cell phone that's always on one percent. You're always seeing. You know, yeah. I'm uh, I'm a hundred percent that Mike. I need to be plugged into a wall, uh, big time. <laughs> I, I do. I want to go to bed right now. It's where well, we're recording this uh, at 6 19 PM yeah. Toronto time. And I would love to go to bed. Yeah. Well, sir, I'm going to keep you here for hours and hours. No, no, no. Just <laughs> like joking. better not. No, no. Just joking. Well, you know what? If you're not feeling well, I, I, I know that our listeners don't want to make you suffer. <clears throat> he said sarcastically. Uh, no, no, I'm serious though. Uh, I don't want to keep you any longer than we need to, but we do have a bit of, uh, a business to tend to, don't we? Hey, I'm all about business. My life is business. So. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Thr- hey, yeah, business. Dennis Miller. Hey, babe. My <laughs> life is about business. Okay? Okay? <laughs> Welcome to see- Weekend Update. Uh, did you ever see, um, what was that Tales from the Crypt movie he did? Uh, huh? Bar- Bordello of Oh, of Bordello Blues. of Blood with Angie Bordello Everhart. So you did see it. I didn't, but I remember the previews and thinking, oof, that Angie Everhart is uh, easy on the darn eyes. Yeah, that's not fair, right? Like, Dennis Miller found out, like, hey, your co-star will be, you know, a babe. And then she got a phone call from her agent saying, like, oh, your co-star is going to be uh, Dennis Miller. <laughs> Do you think girls found him hot in, in the day? Probably, annoyingly. He used to have a sort of soap opera actor look to him when he was younger, mm. like, because he had, like, the kind of long, like, the, the big mullet. 80s hair, and he had, a, you yeah. know, a real attitude to him. I, I can see him being attractive to, to certain women, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, w- women were going crazy for Dennis Miller. It was like the Beatles when he would, you know, come into town. Um, I remember Dennis Miller also played the love interest of Sandra Bullock in The Net. He's in The Net. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah he's, oh, he has acting chops big time. It's not just Bordello of Blood. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I don't know what happened, but... His movie career seems to have, you know, stalled a bit. Hopefully he can... Come on, Mike. It's coming back. There's no... Yeah. He, he, let's not write him off just yet. I'd love to see him in the new <laughs> Avatar films. Um, maybe in, you know, the next Mission <laughs> Impossible. Or, yes. Or he could be in a Safety Brothers movie. Like, you know how comedians like to do a, a really mm. serious movie every now and then just to prove that they, you know, they can actually act. You know, Mike, that's a great idea. I love, I love that idea. Doesn't Dennis Miller have a really bad Twitter account? I'm, I'm trying to search it up here to see if I, I can find. I, I bet he does. <laughs> <laughs> it was just I'm really to put money rough, on it. Yeah, sort of uh, a right wing twist on bad jokes. He still, as far as I know, hangs out with and uh, appears on uh, Bill O'Reilly's whatever uh, podcast Bill O'Reilly? he does now. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Imagine well, that. Well, shit, I can't find uh, Dennis Miller's Twitter account. If anyone out there can find Dennis yeah. Miller's Twitter account, please contact us at LTPodMess on Twitter. Now, I can tell you're a little under the weather, because usually when you're operating at full speed, you can find Dennis Miller's Twitter account. I can't. Like yeah, that. I literally can't. Yeah. <laughs> I but, can't. So yeah. once again, or email us if you like. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis, if you're out there, please get in touch also. Um but yeah, okay, well, you know, I think the listeners can hear that you're slowly fading away, just for a little bit. You're going to feel better in a few days, but um, before we cut a to few our, days? For in a few days, yeah. You're about to go through absolute hell, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I love do- it. I'm tough. I can br- I bring it. Bring it, Mr. Pfizer. I take, hey, guess, guess what else Pfizer makes? Viagra. And I take that every probably once or twice a week. So, hey. I'm used to their products, and I don't think this uh, vaccine's going to be all that tough. My name is James, and I'm part of the Pfizer generation. Yeah. Pfizer customers achieve their dreams in all sorts of walks in life. Pfizer users are lawyers, doctors, judges, and yes, even 
teachers. I don't know what I'm <laughs> what I'm getting at here, but what I wanted to mention is that if you like what we're doing, uh, you can support us on Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant and you can donate as much or as little as you want. We're always going on about, you know, especially me. I'm always like, give us all of your money. Heck, you can give us a, a damn penny and we'd still love it. You can give us a penny and we'll do anything you want. Leave Basically. your inhibitions at the door. At the, at the door. No, yeah. yeah, we're so grateful, Patreon people. If you subscribe to it, you get an extra episode a month, uh, which we've got one in the can we got to release. Um, and yeah. even if you can't, even if you can't subscribe, that's okay, man. Um, yeah. Maybe you could subscribe, rate and review, all those things. We'd be so grateful. We'd be so grateful. And uh, if you subscribe now, we have a special offer. You'll receive an official signed uh, headshot of James having the chills um, tonight <laughs> as, he, as his body uh, customizes or you know acclimatizes to having uh, the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of. I mean, am I crazy? It's kind of sexy knowing this thing yeah. is swirling around my body right now. I mean, mm-hmm. Am I crazy to that I'm a bit horny? No, no, I think we're all we're all horny since we heard you got vaccinated. Oh, I would. Lo- that is my goal as a podcaster yeah. to make every darn listener a little bit horny. <laughs> well, on that note, Do I you think, think we better. Any listener has ever gotten horny listening to this? I don't think so what um, on earth why would they i don't know we have some listeners in <laughs> europe so i'm assuming <laughs> some of them yeah that's, that's yeah. yeah you're right they're probably horny all the darn time yeah yeah that's why really they're... leaning into saying the word darn today sorry yeah uh darn and horny are not two words that usually <laughs> go together Ooh, i'm so darn horny for you tonight honey <laughs> james imagine austin power incorporating the word darn yes do I make you darn horny, baby? Yeah. <laughs> that would have made all the difference. That franchise would have failed if that's what he had said. You're right. You know? yeah. Oh, you're right. Anyway. You're right. Damn. Well, listeners, I'm going to put the kettle on and make a nice hot cup of tea and mm. uh, carry James into the bedroom <laughs> and tuck him into bed. Well, I'm and- glad you said tuck into bed because it sounded like uh, <laughs> you were introducing something else. No, no, sir. I'm your nurse now uh, here in the apartment we share. And um, I'm going to tuck you in and make sure that you have, uh, you know, that uh, I I will serve you all night long. Just say say the word. That's fine. You can just serve me in the day. Thank you. Any of your dreams come true. to the show. Our guest this week is a comedian, an actor, and some call him the king of the green screen. He's Ooh. also looking He's also <laughs> looking for a place to live right now, and hopefully he'll share his experiences of house hunting with us. Look, everyone, it's Matt O'Brien. Hi. Hey, Matt. Wow, thank you so much for throwing actor in there. That's so nice of you. <laughs> wow, actor and the king of green screening. Move over uh, everyone else who's done it for the last hundred years. <laughs> Do you get annoyed when people call you the king of, king of the green screen? Everyone's always uh, referring to you that way. Like, yeah, it's funny because I I don't think I know anything about it because it's been around for so long and everyone has been doing it forever. And and then if you're some stupid idiot that learns how to do it himself, people are like, "Wow, he's the king!" It's, and literally, right. it's just a filter in like Final Cut Pro. I drag and drop onto a file. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's don't not. Give away, don't give away. I'm the sorry, secrets. the king. I am the king. All hail me. This is like Spielberg explaining how he shot Jaws. <laughs> he just dragged and dropped a few mm. shark icons onto uh, water. <laughs> you know what I heard? I heard a rumor that Spielberg, and I, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of flack for spilling the beans here. I heard a rumor that Spielberg, since day one, and even today, he edits all his films in iMovie. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to wow. be. Wow. 
it on huh. like an old iBook too, like an iBook yeah. that he bought from a community college. Yeah, down it's the a street. huge monster of a machine, and he won't yeah. update. People are always like, "Steven, Steven, you could have it so much better," and he's like, "Get out of my uh, editing suite!" <laughs> wow, Spielberg. Yeah. So, uh, so Matt, you're um, you're in L.A. Yes. I'm currently Los at uh, comedian Steph Tolev's house right now because oh. I, uh, the wife and I are, are staying outside of L.A. in wine country, Temecula, Ooh. which is about an hour and a half outside of L.A. because we, we wanted to live there originally. So we'll, we're like, we'll just drive into L.A. when we're needed. And uh, we were needed today, mm. which was nice. So, and then I begged Steph to use her internet to, use, to do your little podcast. <laughs> so. was, was Steph kind of like... What the hell? Why haven't they asked me to be on their show? Or more likely, she was probably like, "Oh, I hope they never ask me to be on their show." Yeah, she's cup. She has a cup to the door right now, <laughs> and she's uh, hearing every, listening to everything that we're. I would love. About. Steph is so funny. You know, the truth is, Matt. It's only been pretty recently because of uh, COVID. We've been doing these over uh, Skype. So before, it's you know, it's opened up a whole world to us. We can talk to people in LA. Winnipeg, in Germany, yeah, Germany. <laughs> other parts of Canada. Yeah. yeah, you could get Ron James on here in a second, and he would he'd be that. available. Oh God, <laughs> you need to have a pretty fast Wi-Fi speed to to keep up with that guy. He's yeah. just go go go. You know. <laughs> well, the, the last time I talked, I talked. To, I met Ron James at uh, uh, the Canadian Comedy Awards once, oh. and I wasn't even talking to him. He just literally turned and looked at me. Never met him, and he goes, "You know what I love about doing comedy in Canada? You can do a set in the Northwest Territories, and everyone knows who you are." <laughs> I'm like, I, mean, I don't know if that's true for everybody, but <laughs> yeah, that's exact. It's almost word for word what I said to him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like Ron. I don't think I can go there, but good for you, man. You know what it's I love you. about this country? Everyone had their own TV show on CBC <laughs> for seven years, and then everyone knows who you are. It's the best country for that. Everyone's got their show. <laughs> I am. Um, I once was. Uh, like my agent was like, uh, Hey, the Ron James show is taking, uh, writing submissions. And I, I did put together a package assuming that I'd hear back from them. Never heard a word. <laughs> Jeez. A real Ron blow James to material, the ego. Mike. Yeah. Um, so Matt, you were saying that, um, so did you guys live in LA before, but now you're looking outside and you were saying, cause, uh, y- you want to get out of the city. Yeah, we lived right in Hollywood, like literally the center, hot, steaming dick of Hollywood um, <laughs> at Fountain and Highland, like two blocks south of like the, the man's Chinese theater, like exactly oh, what you wow. picture living in Hollywood. Like we were like, our gym was on the Walk of Fame, which sounds like glamorous, but it's just oh. piss central. It's a terrible, terrible place. It's like living in Young, Young and Dundas Square. It's like if you lived in the middle <laughs> of the square. Um, and there's just helicopters all over the place and it's just gross. And then when the pandemic kicked in, we were like, well, we're going to Canada to escape, to let you guys figure this out. And they just never figured it out down here. And now it's just, it's just gross. So we're like, we're going to live outside of LA and commute in kind of thing. So you mentioned before we started recording that it's become more, I think you used the word putrid. You said it has become... (laughs) More putrid in Los Angeles uh, <laughs> since the pandemic. In what way are, are things uh, just uh, more run down? Is there more? Uh, I don't know. Or have the performers who dress up like Batman and Spider Man? Do they seem like uh, more depressed? No, they've multiplied. <laughs> There's more of them than there are of us. Um, <laughs> there, putrid is right. Is more caca, poo poo, pee pee everywhere. Um, oh. Garbage. Just there's poo everywhere. There is literally poo everywhere. Um, I'm not I, joking. You know what? I did really? see a friend of mine sent me a picture of the Hollywood sign last week, and there's a big turd on the O. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's once a day at sunset, a giant turd falls out of one of the O's, and that's how you know everyone's going to bed. <laughs> oh, so it's oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear there's poo and pee all over the place because that's not the image I bet that. Yeah, that's not what you think of when you yeah. think of Hollywood. Yeah, you don't yeah. think of poo and pee everywhere yeah it could ruin the next movie you watch just thinking that just (laughs) outside of that set is a lot of poo so that's uh or if you're watching a scary movie you could make this the movie much less scary because you're like well the outside of this set is probably scarier than what i'm watching (laughs) oh my god Hmm. 
Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear. So I guess wearing wearing a mask then all the time must uh, make make it easier to be around all that you know human waste. I do, it honestly does. And I, I was uh, we were talking about this earlier, but it's like. Uh, I was saying after the pandemic, I'm still going to wear masks in like public bathrooms. I think it's, mm. I used one, I, you know, my wife shat in a target today. And wow. I used congrats. The, the yeah. She, she had a real good time. Slay, in there. Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Get it girl. And, uh, she was like, I love wearing masks in bathrooms. I was like, I do too. Like, m- like wow. in public bathrooms, airplanes, I'm still going to wear masks. Like there's a lot of places I'm like, yeah, I'm mask it up, cover my mouth. You know what I realized? Like, I was thinking, I'm pretty sure this is the first, uh, knock on wood, first, like, year of my life I haven't gotten a cold or anything like that. Me too. Um, And I guess it's a goddamn mask. Yeah, I think it's, but also that is my biggest fear of of all this happening. We all get vaccinated, but then we're all going to get little colds and think Mm. the world is coming to an end. Like, we're (laughs) all finally going to get that little cold and be like, holy shit, we all have it now. So, um, but yeah, I, I, same way. I have not had a sore throat or anything. Very weird. Very, the, the sickest I was after was after my second dose of vaccine. I was like fucked for like a day. Really? Yeah. And you were a, a Moderna man? I'm a Moderna man. That's what my lower back tattoo says. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, yeah, I remember the, the nurse, she was like, she was like, heads up. She's like a guy like you. I don't know what about me. She's like, it's going to really hit you. And I'm like, I don't know what. Oh, cause you're good looking. Uh, maybe as the Hawaiian shirt and the, you know, chiseled physique. Um, or cause you're but, from Saskatchewan, maybe. That's what I said. I'm like, well, I am from Saskatchewan. I can't do Saskatchewan. Um, but then, yeah, that I was fine the day. And then the, that night I woke up and I had like chills and my whole body was like vibrating. Yes. And yes. but I, I woke up being like, oh, if this isn't happening, then it's not working. So I was just laying there like, yay, like just like good. <laughs> it's doing his, his last words before he passed away were, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> but I just like wrote it out for like three hours and then passed out. And when I woke up, I was fine. So it was just like really yeah. weird. Yeah, the day I got vaccinated, I'll I'll I'll, I'll never forget it. Um, <laughs> I also had the worst chills of my life and I couldn't wow. sleep and I woke up with an insane uh, fever and I was sweating. Um, and James, I know that you today just got vaccinated, so you might have this Ooh. in your near future. Yeah, I got vaccinated two and a half hours ago. Wow. Shot number one. Um, yeah, I'm really wondering, am I going to be fine? Am I going to feel like crap? Mike, you said you felt like your eyes were filled with acid. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the morning after I got vaccinated, I woke up and I don't know if this happens to you, Matt, but like when I wake up, sometimes my eyes water because you're like looking at light for the first yes. time. And uh, the morning after my vaccination, the tears in my eyes burned the surface of my eyes <laughs> so badly I had to like go splash water in them for like five minutes. Yeah. Oh, wow. You get vaccine eyes. That's it's yes. leaking out of your eyes. I We were on a patio uh, before this. And there was a bunch of old ladies sitting around talking about their vaccines. And Ooh. all of them were like, my teeth hurt the whole time uh, for like a full day. And, all, and they were all like, my teeth hurt after my second dose. They were all like, I thought my teeth were falling out. I'm like, well, we're all going through something. We all got our little yeah. thing, you know? Some guy's like, ever since I got my vaccine, I can't stop looking at dark porn. <laughs> weird, really weird, dark weird porn. And I was even looking at it before I got the vaccine. What the heck's going yeah. on? <laughs> My teeth hurt before, too. I'm really messed up. Well, one thing that I still don't know if it was connected to my vaccination or not uh, was... a. Like two days after my, my I got the first vaccine, I did develop a hemorrhoid in my, in my <laughs> damn butt, which is only now um, starting crap. to go away. And how it, long I, has I, that been? A week? I'm, ten uh, days? Week, yeah, ten days. I'm winning the battle slowly oh. and surely against this hemorrhoid. That's. Are you prep aging it? Are you getting? Are you prepping I, it? Prep aging it. I got some, and it came with a. <laughs> <laughs> so I had an external hemorrhoid. Yeah. Uh, so you can. Just That's use, the best one. You can use toilet paper or a Q-tip, whatever you want, to apply it. But it comes with a little applicator in case you have an internal hemorrhoid where you have to stick it in inside your damn anus and squeeze the, the shit inside. Let me tell you, I got a story about that. I, oh, right. uh, the fir- I won't say the name of the comic, but one of my first <laughs> tours I went on as a comic 
I, uh, we all had one hotel room cause we were super cheap. And so we're all sharing beds or whatever. I didn't know he was in the bathroom. I walked in and I walked in on him <laughs> applying hemorrhoid <laughs> stuff to his internal hemorrhoid. <laughs> and the only thing he said when he looked at me, he go, he looks at me, he goes, uh, occupado. And that was, <laughs> that was it. I and I just rip. closed the door. And then we had to continue the rest of the tour, which was like 10 days. And oh. I, that's the only, the image of him is burned into my brain. Was he, yeah, like you said, you said you're not going to name him, but I have to ask, was it, was it Robin Williams? It was, you know, rest in peace. I'm yeah. so happy for that interaction. I'm spoiled. I, I, you know, not many people get to see him in his, in his true self. <laughs> Wow, that's oh. a great hemorrhoid story. I, Mike and I talked about this, and I know I've had hemorrhoids, I think, but I don't really understand what they are. I, I sort of don't understand them. Have you yeah. had an like? Have you had a hemorrhoid? Matt? Do you get no, it? No, I. Like, it's. I was just about to say that too. I'm pretty sure I have, mm-hmm. but I just don't know how to diagnose it. I don't know when you get to the point Same. where you're like, it's a hemorrhoid because I've had weird butt pains mm-hmm. or like, you know, I've, but then it goes away after a while, but I don't know when to get into the cream zone. Yes. I don't know when to get in the cream zone. You're going to want to get in the cream zone, especially <laughs> I can speak to this in terms of external hemorrhoids. It's like a little uh, pimple or zit that you can, you can feel it. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't be. know about the internal one, of course. So, yeah. So I had a colonoscopy and they told me I had a hemorrhoid and I had no idea. Oh, wow. That's why what I'm kind of like, Oh, yeah. Is that what it's like to find out if you're a lady? Like, oh, I didn't know I, I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like that. I, I was really emotional after and excited and scared. <laughs> did they make you, um, did they fill you full of air and you farted a whole bunch after that? I heard that's um, a thing with colonoscopies. I've heard that, but I don't think I did. I don't think, I don't think so. But I did have a strange sensation. I couldn't tell if I was making it up or not, but I, because I was knocked out for the colonoscopy. And ah. I felt like I felt like I could remember a slippy, slidey feeling going in and out of my butt. But yeah. then I don't know if that was me <laughs> pretending that. But I well, felt like I could remember it because you were anticipating it. So maybe your brain just made a dream of that and mm-hmm. just created the created the real life uh, sensation. Yeah, um, I haven't had that. The I I had a, an ultrasound on my testicles, and that <laughs> was a miserable day for that nurse. I could tell she was not into it. Um, I mean, why would she be into it? But um, it was uh, it was something else. Getting an ultrasound, she let me print keep the printout of my uh, my testicles as well. Ooh. It was so. Um, how do they do that? Do you place your testicle on a? Thing? There's a little holder, a little cup, oh. and uh, you know they they rinsed it out, and then they go- oh. they put the goo on on my testicles, and then they they still they, use goo for they still goo it up. They it was like KY jelly too, and I'm like, oh, what are you guys like sponsored by these guys or something? <laughs> like you got brands in here, like yeah. it's just weird seeing such a popular brand. Did if you if I may ask, what do you do with your penis when your balls are on this? <laughs> device <laughs> as little as possible i think is the answer I, I, I literally was like i hope like i was looking at it being like this isn't about you like don't do anything like just <laughs> that would be just so don't. scary if like you thought what if i got a boner uh, right now yeah but i thought about that but it's funny because we as guys we always think of that but that's a very like teen way of thinking that I still think it's yeah. like, Oh my God, what if I get a boat? I'm like, I'm an adult. I barely get boners as is. Like, so I'm not going to, I'm definitely not getting it now. Yeah, like, it's not true. a boner situation. You know, yeah, we're getting right. to the age where when you go to get, you know, a, a testicle ultrasound, you got to pop a few Viagra's beforehand. You know? <laughs> just, just so they know where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> just so they think you're a, a, a hot teen. So do they, do they like scan your, balls with a laser gun or how what do they use <laughs> it was it was a vr headset um <laughs> no it was it was the same thing they use on like pregnant bellies and i asked i was like okay. do you have a, a, like a different wand or something and they're like no this is the same so i'm like the same thing that finds beautiful life in a, a, a woman is is just rubbing against the worst part of my body um <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was just then, and, and it took a while too. Like they really explore down there when they're when they're when they're searching around. Oh, good. Well, that's good. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to have someone do a shoddy 
shoddy job on yeah. your balls. <laughs> I mean, I, I pay my taxes, right? Yeah. This I pay. I get my health care up in Canada, so I might as well use it. Why not? So this was a Canadian experience, not an American yeah, experience. No, right? no, no, no. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I will go up to Canada for, for health things. Um, yes. The, yeah. the last thing I was in Canada for, actually, this happened a couple months ago. I got a piece of steak got caught in my throat. I think I told James about this. Oh, uh, did yeah. we talk about this? I don't. Yeah. Maybe. I got a piece of steak caught in my esophagus, and I had to go to the hospital and get it plunged into my stomach. Oh, God. Oh, God. They, they had to sedate me. They gave me a bunch of fentanyl, which oh, was God. amazing, by Careful. the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then they, they plunged it. They had, they had to like use these forceps and put it in my stomach. And then, apparently I have this condition called eosinophilic esophagitis. I have a tiny esophagus. And oh, that's adorable. So it's a cute little guy that, <laughs> that's hanging out in my neck. And I told them, I was like, I'm going back to America uh, in like two weeks. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll inflate your esophagus because the healthcare is so bad down there so that you, this won't happen down there. So they like inflated. They made my esophagus bigger. Permanently bigger? They said it could last a few years. Like it's... What? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I almost wonder if I have that thing because i always like kind of eat and then you know i have to take a big gulp of water to get the food down and James, I actually this exactly summer it. i got a piece of maybe we did talk about this because i got a piece of i don't know beef or something stuck in my throat and i could breathe but i couldn't get it down or up and i i drank i read on the internet if you drink like a coke so i drank like yep. a coke and i let it sit on it and then eventually i threw it up but that's it exact, sucked. It was a bad experience, it, man. That you have, I guarantee you have it. I'm not wow. a doctor, but I am diagnosing you with this because that's the exact <laughs> experience I went through, and um, I haven't had it since. Since they inflated my neck, how um, did they do that? What do they use to inflate your damn esophagus? I don't know. I was pretty out of it. I think they just kind of <laughs> jerked the thing around, like like when you're sloshing around a can of paint. Um, but I, I honestly don't know, but they told me they inflated it and I, I haven't had it since. So, wow. well, was, can I ask, were you at a, did this happen to you at a nice steakhouse, you know, where you're having a nice medium rare, uh, <laughs> sirloin steak? No, it, it was at, um, we were staying with Julia's parents and Julia made steaks that night, which okay. is funny because every single nurse, their first question was who gave you the steak? And I'm like, oh, it was my wife. And they're like, are you fighting or something? And I was like, oh, did you think my wife tried to kill me with meat? Like that's, and they did. I couldn't tell if they were joking. I was really out of it. But that, that was, they kept asking me that. I guess if yeah, you what do a, die, if you die with like a piece of steak in your throat, at the very least, you're dying in a super like alpha kind of tough. <laughs> yeah, that's way, true. You know? Very Rogan way to die. <laughs> That's a really low percentage way to try to kill somebody, though. I'll make them yeah. a steak. And maybe, it's, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, it's a slow get game. It stuck. Yeah. It's a real slow game. Wow. Hmm. That's interesting to know about the esophagus thing. I'm going to look into that. Because, yeah, exactly. I've had it for years where I would have something and I'd get stuck and I'd get a big gulp of water and it would push it down. Yeah, that happens to me. And finally, it was too much. And it's called steakhouse disease, by the way. And it only happens to men because we're f stupid, dumb idiots. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm looking this up. Steakhouse yeah. disease. Yeah, cool name for a disease. It's pretty sick. Yeah, it's good. Um, huh. But it's, uh, it's more common than, than, than not, apparently. And also hereditary as well. They're like, it's most likely that your parents have this. And I'm like, no, I, I've never heard of this before. So I called my mom the next day and I was like, listen, I almost died on a piece of meat last night because I have a tiny esophagus. Do you guys have small throats? And my mom was like, yeah, we have very tiny throats. Like, your dad just finished choking on something. And she's like, we have this saying that O'Brien's choke on their own spit because we're always choking on stuff and we can't swallow things. Oh my and God. It was the first I had heard of it. And I was like, you should have filled me in before you let me <laughs> loose in the world with yeah. my tiny throat eating steaks left right and center I, yeah i think this Man. is something that fathers need to sit down with their sons <laughs> and talk about you know when their sons go through you know puberty or whatever just yeah. to, you know have that have the talk the birds the bees <laughs> and the beef absolutely wow oh my Man. god i i choke on my own spit all the time or i'll choke on like the first 
the first sip of coffee or or like sip of water I have in the morning almost every day. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, just to get things rolling, just to get yeah. the engine going, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what should we talk about? Should we talk about the uh, Elon Musk SNL or... The, uh, the elephant, the, uh, the or, uh, electronic elephant in the room, I suppose. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, I will say um, the Elon thing scares the hell out of me because I keep thinking, what if he kills it on SNL? What if he (laughs) destroys it? Like what kind of world are we going to be living in if this man is the funniest on SNL? And I can't stop thinking of that. It's uh, blowing my mind. Also, I did invest money in this stupid coin that dodged... Coin. Oh, like doggy coin or Doge doggy coin? coin. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's stupid. I was like, listen, I'll throw a hundred bucks and see what happens. And it's like going up because of what he's doing. It's very, I'm like, what a stupid world we live in. I, w- I was yeah. thinking about that. Cause like, remember that time he like tweeted something and then like the shares in his company plummeted. What if he like, uh, d- like flubs a line in a sketch, or like does a bad job hosting, and like SpaceX or like Tesla stocks plummet because he's not good on SNL. Well, that's what I'm thinking because I'm like, his the real business stocks are going to plummet, but then this stupid joke coin is going to skyrocket. So right. like my finger is going to be hovering over the sell button all <laughs> SNL. I'm just going to be sitting there just waiting for him to blow it, and then for me to get my extra whatever money I get. <laughs> I saw a video on the internet today of Elon, like, leaving a, I don't know, his office or a restaurant or something, and all these dudes surrounded, were surrounding him trying to get his autograph. Like, Elon! Elon! <laughs> Elon, what do you think of uh, blah, blah, blah? Elon! Elon! And he's like, all right, all right, I'll sign you things. It was <laughs> really lame. Like, it, I, I didn't show the guys sort of begging him for autographs, but... You know they're like I don't know forty year old white guys uh, for sure all of them yeah we're all we're all the women off screen that were in the crowd <laughs> yeah, they guess. were there there was a lot I'm sure <laughs> I it, well I went because I know somebody that works at SpaceX he he designs mm. he helps design the rockets and it's here cool. in L A and he took me on a tour of SpaceX which oh, apparently you're not cool. the general public can't even do so there was like the rock they're making the rockets and stuff and like. Um, there was like a, you know, free Froyo as there should be at a rocket, oh. uh, factory. Yeah. And, um, he works directly with Elon and I'm like, well, what's, what's that like? You know? And mm-hmm. he's like, it's like working with a weird child. Like it's, it's weird. Like he's just a very weird, like he'll just stare for a long time and not say anything. And you still have to be in the room with him And he just sounds like a very, I'm like, oh, that's just like an eccentric man. I guess if you can just do that, you can just stare and not talk for a while. Wow. Yeah. He seems like a weird guy. And the stuff he, like, you know, he'll on it, on Twitter, he'll be like, uh, the Babylon Bay is slaying it. Like this Christian right wing <laughs> onion. That's really not funny. Like he's a strange man. Yeah. But also, uh, when I did this tour, um, they had like these SpaceX coffee cups, like these styrofoam coffee cups that say SpaceX on them. He gave me a stack of them. He's like, sell those on eBay. You can get like 200 bucks a pop for like these stupid little like disposable coffee cups oh that you God, can't get you're anywhere. you're kidding me. Did so you do it? Of, no, I haven't. I, I'm the pandemic, James. I didn't oh, have right. time. No <laughs> one has $200 coffee, <laughs> SpaceX coffee cup money these days. Damn it. Right. I go back to what you said before, Matt, though, if if he does do an amazing job, like imagine remember when like Wayne's World or Austin Powers or whatever were like su- such huge, huge cultural like, you know, juggernauts. Imagine if a, a character Elon Musk does turns into like a multi film <laughs> franchise that is like has all these catchphrases and he's everywhere and he's like the king of damn comedy. Then eventually he gets into tr- drama. Of course. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's my biggest because these days with comedy, it comes from everywhere and everyone thinks they can do it like with TikTok and all this other bullshit that's happening. So it's like <laughs> it is possible he might be amazing and this might launch his stupid entertainment career and then we're all doomed. Us us people that have been working for years. Like it's we're just it's all for naught. <laughs> Yeah, because he could make a real, like, he could make a big budget movie for himself or, like, you know, HBO style show. Oh, God. Imagine he does, like, a curb. Yeah. 
it's all improv just yeah. very slow bad improv yeah he takes like two minutes before he speaks every time yeah we've talked about this before on, on this show but um matt have you seen any of the uh i think there were some promotional pics recently of the the new season of curb your enthusiasm they're shooting just everyone is everyone they just look so so old yeah <laughs> Well, it's been on air for what seventeen years? Like it's been on air they looked forever. old then. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, just... it's insane, and they must be so tired. Not, I mean, they're not going by a script. They're they're just so exhausted all day, just just going in and out, and just and just off the cuff. Too much off the cuff. I think that'll that'll age anybody. I'm nervous that the guy who plays the tuba music is gonna just you know pass away before they finish you know <laughs> producing the new season. He just mid intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, your wife Julia was was in an episode, right? She was. Yeah, she. I drove her to that audition. It was. Nice. Um, she played like a crying woman in a theater, and uh, the audition was you know uh, just to cry. And she was practicing all morning. She was killing it. She was crying on cue. Were you? She, yeah. Were you sort of being mean to her to kind of get her in the? Yeah. Fight? Yeah. Calling her a piece of shit, and <laughs> we're through, and that's done. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, breaking things that she loves. Um, but then she gets the audition, and she she comes out, and she's like, "Fuck!" She's like, "I couldn't cry. I couldn't cry in the audition. I totally blew it." And then she ended up booking it, and she was in the episode, and she said she saw Larry David at the craft services. <laughs> She's like, well, I got to say something. And she was like, hi, Larry. It's very nice to meet you. And he just literally went, mm, okay. And just like walked away from her. <laughs> She's like, it was very like him. Like That he's feels though, like yeah, that. that feels like an authentic, almost how you'd want a meeting Larry David experience to go. Yeah. You know, kind of doing the, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want it any, some celebrities, like I remember the first time I met Gilbert Godfrey, it was like him. <laughs> <laughs> him in real life like he just came off stage and he was like ah, yeah, 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 yeah. and then he came off stage and he was supposed to intro me and i was like hey i'm matt o'brien i'm the next comic and he was like oh okay it's really nice to meet you that's really great and i'm like oh, okay this is so weird that's so, like, weird just a small quiet little man that's, i would that's have, all he i would have been furious if he had the gall to talk to me not in his uh his comedy voice yeah i, I was pretty like, pissed he could see <laughs> Because he's sort of like, Gilbert Gottfried, right? Like that yeah. sort of thing. That's what I wanted. But it was like very yeah. like, oh, like, and he was very like genuinely nice and just like calm and quiet. And like his, his like girlfriend was there with him. And oh, this is my, wow. oh, like very. That's, it's, it's funny to actually think about Gilbert Gottfried. Like, what is this guy? Like, I feel like he was all over the place in the eighties. Yeah. He's all, he's killing it on cameo right now. Is I, he? uh. Yeah, because I, I follow him on Twitter, and I, you know, I keep an eye on Gilbert just yeah, to see what he's doing. And he charges, I think it's like 120 bucks per cameo, and he has like, there's like 7,000 reviews, which means there's at least that <laughs> many. Like, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars just from cameo. Wow. It's yes. insane. Add in his OnlyFans money, and he's, he's making the <laughs> damn uh, killing. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, those, those sweet Gilbert solo scenes? Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me what you want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm jerking off for you. <laughs> uh, was he was he until like until the pandemic was he still like doing stand up or did he kind of stop that to do his his podcast and stuff or um he was yeah cuz I did right before I moved to LA like 4 years ago we did I did Massey Hall with him and Ooh, he cool. was like hosting it it was like this like April Fools kind of show or whatever and then I did the Yuck Yucks Toronto downtown with them. And I was hosting for him. And I had to like lift him on stage because he's got bad knees. It was the cutest <laughs> thing ever. He, he like waves me over in the green room and he's like, he's like, hey, he's like, uh, would you mind lifting me on stage when you introduce me? And I'm like, whatever you want, Gilbert Godfrey, of course I will. So I introduce him. He gets a standing ovation and then I go to shake his hand and then I just grab the rest of his body and then place him on stage. So you literally what? picked him up off the ground and placed him on the stage. Like a chess piece. Yeah, wow. it was uh, something else a, a moment i'll never forget mike it's like when you have a when you hear of someone who has like a dog that should be put down because they have to pick it up and <laughs> everywhere no i'm not saying gilbert godfrey should be put down i'm just saying 
That's yeah. That's how you don't hear about that every day. Yeah, no, he's like a French bulldog going to the basement. It's uh, you got to give him a little assistance. <laughs> yeah, or picking well, up a car, a dog, and put him in, in the back of the car to take him, you know, to the vet or whatever. To the he's, park. He's lucky, yeah. he's lucky that you were the host because you're, you know, you're a fit, strong guy. But imagine if there was like a, you know, a small, weak host who was having a hard time lifting. Might have to get a couple people to help hoist him onto the damn stage. Yeah, there'd be like a stretcher or something. He'd lay down, and then there'd be a whole event. You tip him up. Um, but maybe Acorn that's why they airlift. Yeah, that's maybe or, that's why yeah. they asked me to host. Yeah, they're like he, Where he kind of Gilbert. rolls up the stairs onto the stage. <laughs> <laughs> be, that'd be a fun show. Oh, I guess that that proves that yelling uh, bad for the knees. Bad for the knees. Go straight to your knees. That's yeah. what that's what they say. <laughs> Is that common when you're doing shows in LA to bump into like you know? Guys who were sort of like really famous in the 80s or 90s, but now they're doing the stand-up circuit, even though they're not so much like on TV and movies and stuff. 100%. It's, I always heard that it would happen here and it happens way more than you would expect. Uh, I mean, Gary Busey came up to me after a set (laughs) because he was in the front row of this set over in Santa Monica. And I, I came in late and the host is like, okay, you're up next. Um, ignore Gary Busey in the front row. And I'm like, oh I, I'm like, you're not being serious. And then I look out and all you see is his teeth just in the front <laughs> row. And he's heckling the whole show. He's yelling like a comic will say something and Gary Busey will just be like, ah, no way. No way! <laughs> the most and then, unignorable man on the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> so so he, but he was killing. Like everyone's just staring at Gary Busey the whole time. And I went out, and yeah, I I bombed, and Gary Busey killed because he was yelling at me the whole time. And then <laughs> he came back to the green room, and his big Gary Busey face, and he was like, "That was great." He's like, "I haven't been to many stand-ups, and you're one of my favorite." And I'm like, "Wow, that's what a nice thing to say." And then he went over to the next person, and he went, "That was great. You're one of my favorite." <laughs> and like, just said it to everyone in the room. It was really weird. To him, like what he's watching on stage is like the Charlie Brown thing. It's all just some like white noise to him, and yeah. he's like, "Great, <laughs> great. This is what I like." Matt, have you considered recording a, a special where it's just you doing crowd work with Gary Busey for <laughs> an hour? That's a good idea. I think he's available. I don't know. It's because um, his his wife was on the show too because she was like trying stand up, oh. so that's why he was he was supporting his wife mm. and. Um, yeah, she was like, she's like, oh, Gary's here. Just don't mind him, blah, blah, blah. And, and she kept wow. saying, she's like, do you don't have any Christian material, right? He's very Christian. And oh I'm like, no, God. I'm not going to talk about anything <laughs> like that. She's like, that'll really activate him. Uh, oh, my <laughs> God. So if you had been like made fun of Christianity, he'd stand up and be like, hey, Christ is our savior. <laughs> God damn it. Christ is God. It's wow. uh, so yeah. if you're Gary Busey's wife and you're a stand-up, that should be that provides you with just right away years and years of material. You'd think just like talking about being married. That's a, that's a thing that most people don't have in their life: being married to Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a, a stupid stupid place to live. This place. Also, it's the the best part about that night is apparently there was an improv class in that comedy club earlier that afternoon and it was like a like a teen improv class and the club owner is like oh anthony kiedis was just here picking up his kid from improv oh my class God. and <laughs> and then after add that to the gary Busey thing and i literally was like what a fucking dumb town this whole town's stupid i thought you were gonna say oh anthony kiedis dropped into the teen improv class <laughs> rip there rip ba hey, what's up guys <laughs> <laughs> that's not improv anthony Give me a type of scar tissue. <laughs> All right. Wow. So you did you did you see Kiedis or was he el- elusive like the damn pokeroo? I didn't. I was out in the alley and he he swooped in like 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 a, like a warm summer breeze and picked up his kid and I I like he, he I mean he must have been done up or something because I didn't even notice him. He just looked like a guy. And, uh, yeah, they were like, that was Anthony Kiedis. And I was like, oh, I missed him again. You know, like it's, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually see, see him, but damn it. Felt well, I'm sure his, his kid will soon be one of America's top comedians because <laughs> that seems to be the way showbiz works. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how or it works. Or he'll be a here. DJ. 
Yes. I feel like every celebrity's kid is a sort of shitty looking guy who is a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's you'll when you're forever attached to that celebrity, you you don't have to do anything really. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's it's really insane. I I'm actually friends with um you know, Chris Hadfield, the astronaut. Yeah. Oh, yes. right, because you did a show with him, right? I did a show with him, and I'm friends with his son. Wait, what, who, was, the show, was the show on, on Earth, or was it, uh, it up in, uh, in space? <laughs> I'm not allowed to say. Uh, oh. <laughs> but he was, he was saying, he was like, because his dad's like a celebrity now, and he's like, mm. you just become this entity that you're like your own business and you really don't have to do anything when, when enough people know you and he's like, you just, you just be, you just be a person and you just, that is your career. Just being that person. It's very yeah. weird. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Cause you just, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, you, you post stuff online and I don't know, it feels like you just somehow get money somehow. I don't know yeah, well, how you, it you works, do, but you just literally <laughs> just get money and you just, yeah. people are like, Hey, can you come speak at this? You know, like, vineyard or something and we'll give you a bunch of money and then it just had you just do enough of those and um i remember he was saying he he was like he was like yeah my dad's out of town um coaching sean penn because sean penn's doing a like an like a space movie and he wants to know exactly how certain things react in space like how to react to certain things in space so he was like a coach on set for sean penn wow do you now at a live show, I presumably Chris Hadfield is like the the star attraction. At the end of the show, when he finally takes the stage, after I, I assume like comedians and musicians, what does he perform? Does he just describe space, or does he <laughs> play his guitar? <laughs> yeah, he's just like it's cold as hell. That's it. It's the end. Uh, <laughs> that's literally. I mean, he like yeah, he played guitar because he's you know plays guitar a lot, and mm-hmm. he, there was a band there, um, Twerp T T T. That they wear a bunch of costumes. I don't know if they're like a Toronto band, um, but uh, and then he shows a bunch of pictures he took from the space station, and you know everyone's just excited to to meet an astronaut. Like that's and I was too. Like I love space and all that. I think it's the most amazing thing a human can do. But it's just, it was also surreal just meeting a person that had done that. And he was just so casual about it and just so very, he thought me doing stand up on his show was like, whoa, like that's crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, you've been to fucking space, you idiot. Like, what are you talking about? I'm stupid. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Would you, you know, um, they have this space tourism they always talk about. Would you at some point in your life, if you could, you know, afford a ticket, would you, would you do that? I would love to. That's I, I've talked to, to. Yeah, I would talk to my wife, and I'm like, that's the one thing that's like top of my list. Like, I just want to go to space in some capacity. I I will invest as much. I was originally I was going to go skydiving last year because mm. I'm like, well, that's you know, that's pretty up there. That's yeah. close. <laughs> and then you know, the pandemic happened, and then thank God I didn't because the place I was going to go to here in California had like four deaths. Recently. Oh God! Like from people are skydiving or from, from skydiving? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are they still open? I don't know, but I'm like, maybe I'll put a fork in it for now. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like the one thing you're supposed to prevent if you operate a skydiving business. Yeah, yeah. That is the one thing. That is it. Wow. It's um, yeah. Dry eyes is second. A heart <laughs> second. Shout out to my sister Kate. She went skydiving and had like a video taken, you know? So like she jumped in a tandem thing and someone else videotaped them and watching the video, you know, it starts with them up in the plane and then they look out the wind, the door and then they jump. Like, I think I'd rather borderline be dead than do that. I I hate the idea of it. I, it looks terrible to me. It's yeah. So, it looks so scary. I, I think I just like uh perspective. I like, um, like we'll go hiking in like mountains here in California. And just when you're on, on the top of a big tall thing, looking at everything. And then you just, it's just fun to see things from up high. And I'm like, well, how much higher can I get? You know, but Matt, what about the aliens that that could attack you when you go into space? <laughs> Aren't you afraid of the aliens? They, they have zappers and they have diseases constantly. They have um, diseases. Yeah. They have STDs. I mean, it's, it's a risk. Yeah. They definitely have the most STDs. Who knows where those, alien dicks have been but um <laughs> hey when yeah. you're an alien everything is a whole that's what i <laughs> have heard you know no thank anything, you i'll be staying well, right here on earth 
If an alien said, like, if you met an alien and they were like, I want to have sex with you, like, you kind of would have to. Like, it's like, unless everyone's done it. it but if they're like. It's definitely a hall pass situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it, would, it would be funny if aliens landed and like we're like, wow, we're communicating with these aliens. This is cool. And they keep sort of doing some physical thing to us. And we think, oh, this is probably like a greeting, like shaking hands. And then later on, we realize, oh, my God, they were fucking us. <laughs> That's how they fuck. <laughs> yeah. They oh, fucked man, us all. Ew. Oh, Gross. God. I thought the hand was a hand, not a bunch of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, not uh, you won't catch me up in space anytime <laughs> soon, and you can you can print that, Matt. <laughs> I will. Yeah, my late times, I got as scoop. low as possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what happened? We were talking about space. You know what happened on Earth? Uh, Bill Gates. Single Very now. good segue. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates, famous Earthling, single now, not even married a little bit. Doesn't even yes. have a damn wedding ring anymore. Coward. Ouch. Yeah, um, divorced. I wonder what dating is going to be like for him. He, like, you got to believe he probably has people who have just, like, a, a duo tang filled with pictures of beautiful 45 year old women, sort of to be yeah. like, who would you like to be your next wife, Bill? Just a duo tang with a flashlight taped to it. <laughs> uh, that's what he's probably got. That nice flashlight, though. Bring me my special computer. <laughs> <laughs> Does he sound like Kermit? I just made him sound like Kermit. He might. Mm, Microsoft. I, uh, yeah, I don't even know. I, I, like, I don't think he's... I don't think you date. I don't think you date mm. when you're at that level in any capacity. Yeah. Like, I heard that it, he's been reading uh, all sorts of pickup artist manuals now that yeah. he's single because he doesn't have a lot of confidence. Also, isn't he like the world's greatest villain right now because he's like withholding vaccines from... Developing countries, yeah, yeah, or the patent or something, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I mean, but then you see in those James Bond movies, he the, the villains are always covered in babes. So he's probably yeah. just going to be covered in babes, uh, if I know movies correctly. I've got an idea. Hitch two, colon, uh, the Bill Gates. Like <laughs> Bill Gates needs Hitch. He does to get him back hitch. in the dating scene. Yeah, but what it's but hitch? it's Steve. It's um. Mike, oh my god, Tim Cook. Is? I know oh, the movie, right. but I don't know what it's about. I don't. Mike, Hitch is a movie where Will Smith plays a smooth operator, and he okay. teaches nerds how to, you know, uh, attract women. Yeah. Okay. But I think there's a twist in the movie. Spoiler alert. I think then Will Smith himself, he gets flustered by a woman, and he he uh, doesn't know what to do. Oh, he needs a Hitch. Fuck. Hitch himself. Yeah. yeah, he's double hitched. Yeah. But the 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 subject, the guy, the guy in the movie was uh, Kevin uh, James. Kevin James. Yes, yes, that's right. This was Kevin he James' was the nerd. crime. Really comes, a, yeah. He really reads as a bookish nerd, Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> Just crawled out of a 1964 Ford Mustang. Um, yeah, I think he could use a hitch. I think that would be. There definitely needs to be. I, I'm sure there's a million reality shows being pitched to Bill Gates right now. He's probably going to be on the Circle next week. I imagine, <laughs> or Too Hot <laughs> to Handle. Cool. It's Too um, Hot to Handle. I think the guy needs to hit the gym, get mm -hmm. fucking ripped, and then yeah. hit the dating scene. You know, spent move to like a warm climate, get out of Seattle, mm -hmm. move to a place where he can walk around with no shirt on, um, yeah. just impress people. You yeah, know? Look at Bezos and uh, Elon Musk. Like Those guys were little nerds, and then they you know, had surgery on their face and got ripped and all this stuff. Like, Come on, Bill. Did Bezos get his uh, lazy eye fixed? Because he had a drifting eye there for a bit. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. I don't think it's fixed, too, which is like all the money in the world, and your one eye is still going where it wants, you know? Man. It's uh I do respect that I guess it's some sort of pact that billionaires have where that's like almost like they sold their soul to the devil like they can have as like untold unimaginable wealth but they still have to basically look like shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bezos, Bill Gates, Elon Musk. Yeah, because you're not supposed to have that much money or be known worldwide. You're like you're yes. not supposed to be that famous. So it it mutates your body from the inside out, uh, absolutely, yeah. and you can tell when when you actually. It's. I feel like I'm like 
have the, these, a lot of these weird celebrity stories, but I, I briefly <laughs> met um, Steve Jobs once. <laughs> what? Um, very briefly, because I, I when I worked at Apple uh, before I quit to, to do comedy, I was at Apple headquarters, and before I was being trained to be a genius at an Apple store. And they're like, you're going to see Steve Jobs in the cafeteria because he likes to eat with the people, right? <laughs> and uh, But they're like, don't talk to him unless he talks to you. Like, so this was in California, him. I guess? This was in California oh, wow. at, in Cupertino. And they're like, but don't talk to him. Don't do anything. People have gotten fired on the spot for even looking at him weird. No way. Yeah. So um, I was like, okay. So I was in the cafeteria and I was looking at my iPhone, coincidentally shouldered this guy, knocked a juice out of his hand, and it was Steve Jobs. I knocked the juice out of his hand and then I picked it up and I just didn't say anything because I'm like, you're not supposed to say anything. And he just looked so weird and pissed. And he was like, hello. And I'm like, I just like nodded like four rapid fire (laughs) nods. And the rest of my genius class was like at the window, just like <laughs> watching this interaction. Wow. That's he crazy. It he was weird. I think it's what killed. I think it's what killed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God. What a jerk. He just fires like people who are, you know, trying to make a living because they look at him. <laughs> well, one, I, it, that could have been over-exaggerated, but right. I did hear, I did hear that he fired somebody because they were in an elevator with him at Apple headquarters, and they were like, "You know what would make the iPod better?" And they like listed <laughs> off a bunch of two if you Steve put my Jobs band on it, like preload my band. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess Steve was like, "He was like, get this man uh, off the property," kind of thing. <laughs> wow, that's so really how wild. Long, what was the gap between you uh, purposely knocking a juice out of Steve Jobs' hand <laughs> and his untimely uh, death? How? How much time um, passed? I think it was like a year and a half, maybe two years. So uh, it was, you know, still could have been the reason. Still could have been it. Yeah. And did mm-hmm. did they did the family invite you to say a few words? <laughs> <laughs> they did. The yeah, they were like, uh, you're the shoulder guy, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, take the podium. As <laughs> his life flashed before his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> You saw like, oh, the founding of Apple in the garage with, with Steve Wozniak. You saw the launch of the, the iPod. You saw you knocking the juice out of his head. That's really funny. I'm in there somewhere. Like, I'm in there. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. The craziest part of that whole thing is is during his, his memorial service, um, they closed the Apple store down and we got to watch the live service. Like, it was this live stream. But it was like super secret. They didn't want anyone listening in or like hacking the stream. So they had this loud tone that would play every 40 seconds so that nobody would be able to record the audio or something. So we were watching it in the Apple store and they were like, Steve was a genius and we'll never forget. And it would just go (laughs) for like a second. And I guess that would like stop anybody hacking the stream or something. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Wow. Did it feel like cult-like where you worked in Apple? 100%. Yeah, it was 100. There was people with like Apple tattoos. Oh my. And like the funniest part, the first guy I met, he had two Apple tattoos on his wrists and he was the first one of our group to get fired for stealing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So he he forever has those tattoos and he he fired from the company that he has on his body. Wow. Well, so I, I mean, that, that man sounds very stupid, but I, I do remember <laughs> when Steve Jobs died, seeing that like on the news that like just people out in the world, regular people were like going to the mall and leaving flowers for the CEO of a, of like the most, like the most successful company on earth, which seemed yeah. very odd to me. I was, I, I went into work that morning and I was tripping over flowers and candles <laughs> and I was like, you know, he's not here. Like it's not, it's, <laughs> I get it. Was it like he, his death was like for guys, like the equivalent of like the, the death of princess Diana. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Finally we get one, you know? Yeah. We, so we do our own candle in the wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at an iPod in the toilet. <laughs> well, oh, man. Um, I know we're, uh, you have a, you were very strict. You said, if we go a minute longer than you're willing to talk to us, you'll get very mad. Um, yes. and I, I think we've reached the, uh, the time limit here. Is there anything you, uh, wanted to say before we end, end the interview, Matt? I don't know. I feel like I really, 
spilled the tea on a lot of stuff. <laughs> it uh, was great. Yeah, I um, yeah, I will write a book about all my weird celebrity encounters and how I my book is coming out next year and it's called How I Killed Steve Jobs and uh, <laughs> <laughs> look for it coming out soon. I would love to see an entire like big budget Hollywood movie that just builds up to that moment. <laughs> like it's, it shows a character who's based on you, just your entire life growing up, all your experiences, and it culminates in you just knocking the juice out of Steve Jobs' uh, yeah. hands. It's going to be Skeet Ulrich, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich is going to play me, as, and then who knows, it'll be Steve Jobs. Who'll be good Steve Jobs? Like a mm. James McAvoy, he can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, Matt is a, a very, very funny follow on Twitter and Instagram. So awesome. I, I highly recommend you follow him. And TikTok too? You're, you're a TikToker? No, don't even touch me there. I tried and I hate it. So don't <laughs> okay. even go there. It, it, no. It's one of the first things that just, it feels dirty down. Like I don't have it on my phone and I feel like I'm too old for it in some pervert way. I don't know, yeah, I don't I, know why. I don't like the words t- together. I don't like any, I don't like the colors. I don't like that. It, it just starts when you open the app and all of a sudden you're in a video. It's, it's a terrible app. So I am on there, but do not find me on there. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, we'll, we'll publish your, uh, your other details on the show notes and uh, good luck with the house hunt. You know, uh, hopefully you find something you like soon. Thanks boys. What a <laughs> what a time it's been. <laughs> send us an update when you find a yes, find please a send us an update. Will yeah. do. <laughs> Thanks, right. Matt. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 